We are multi-dimensional beings and there are multiple ways for us to live, survive and acquire what we need and want. We have more resources to work with than meets the eye. Resources that are embedded in us. Resources of self. Much like other parts of nature, the means for us to nurture and fulfill ourselves exists within us. But we've always been taught to kind of step outside of ourselves to make gains and generate wealth. We've been exposed to many criterias that must be met before we can dare to see ourselves as wealthy, before we can feel our wealth, before we can believe in our wealth. In this episode, I'll be talking about the alternative wealth that we have, the wealth that is embedded in one's being. I'll be talking about the currencies that we have within our nature. I'll be talking about the energy economy and how we generate wealth from that particular economy, which is different from the standard world economy that we've always been exposed to. With that said, welcome to episode three of the Beautiful Mess podcast. As usual, it is delivered with love and I hope it does shift whatever needs to be shifted inside of you. where money has been positioned as the main form of wealth. We rely on it to make trades. The popular fact is that it's the means through which we access our needs and desires. And this is a fact that we were socialized into since we were young. You need money to survive. You are wealthy if you have money. And this popular fact is true. We do indeed need money for all of this. But for now, I want to bring focus to the unpopular facts and to talk about the other currencies that we have at our disposal besides money. An alternative wealth that gives us access to favors and opportunities, some of which can't even be bought with money. Let's talk about the economy where trades are not made with flesh but with the elements of the universe as a whole. An economy where spiritual entities and energies are the shareholders that invest in us. I like to call this the energy economy. What are these other currencies that are not hard money and are an alternative wealth? They are our qualities, our auras, our energies, our capabilities, our ideas, 
our spiritual inclinations, our intuition, our God, the source, our guides, our guardian angels, our ancestors. All of these are currencies that we use and negotiate with in the energy economy to generate wealth and abundance in our lives. These currencies reach far beyond earth and give us access to the universe's riches. Money manifests according to how we put these currencies to use. It is in fact these currencies that bring or create opportunities that result in us making money. So actually, these other currencies are more powerful than money because they are what makes the money. Money responds to these currencies. Money is a result of what these currencies have commanded and implemented. Money is the result of what those currencies have influenced. So to only see money as the only and main currency, you limit yourself to the idea that you only make trades with that which is physical. And that's a poor outlook because that's not where it ends or begins. Everything we have physical access to was first brought about by energy. Everything that you see in the physical realm and that you engage with physically was called into being by energy first. Money is an outcome of how those other currencies have been put to work. To chase and focus on money in isolation solely is the same as walking and running blindly. That vision of it is limited. And that's what also causes the anxiety and discomforts, imposter syndrome, fears and frustrations around the money chase over and above the other factors. We tend to be blind to the rest of the process that goes into making this money. And this is understandable because these other processes are not documented in world economy books and financial books and how to make money books. These currencies, your energy, aura, qualities, guides, God, ideas, ancestors, they live inside your blood, your energy field, your spirit. And it's on you, their master their owner to put them to work to nurture them and to honor them so that they can actually work in your favor they are investments that the creator made in you and you should be work wor working towards making a return on that investment this essentially means honoring and nurturing yourself and everything or everyone that is connected to you your guides, your God, people in your life, people in general. Everyone has their own gift and power that can spill over into your life and work for you. The same way you have your own gifts and powers that spill over into theirs. We are always making transactions in this energy economy. We don't blatantly see this or realize it. It can't be documented, but it's happening. This is part of how divinity functions.
energy economy, we make trades with the universe and all of the components of its soul. This also means we make trades with our guides. We make trades with God, the source. We make trades with other people's energies and other people's guides and other people's ancestors. We make trades with nature too. There are many trades that we are constantly making in the energy economy. And it is how we make these trades that also determines the movement of wealth and abundance in our lives. And it's important to understand and recognize that some of that wealth will not look like hard money or come in the form of hard money. But it still delivers the favor that our lives need at a particular time. The value of favor is something to open your eyes to. What we've done is we've internalized money as the most valid form of wealth and we've left very little space and vision to see the value of favors and how they are also contributing to our survival and fulfillment. We overwrite other blessings when we demand for the blessings to have a certain kind of look and feel. And it's fair to want your blessings to look and feel a certain kind of way. But let me also remind you that there's only so much that you know. There's so much more to know. And if you only ever want to work off what you know, you'll never have a chance to experience, experience expansion. And so you'll always be locked into reality with only a one-dimensional view. And what's tragic and scary about that is that you are not a stagnant being. You are constantly evolving. So you will eventually be trapped in a reality that you don't even fit into anymore if you don't allow for expansion, if you don't allow yourself the chance to know something else. You'll never know what the ocean holds if you only ever swim in its shallow parts. You can't expand your knowledge of it and what you can actually do in it if you're always swimming in the same area, only ever reaching a certain depth before pulling out, before saying no, before saying that you didn't find what you wanted and needed. You'll never know just how tall and big a tree can get if you're always chopping it when it reaches a certain point, when it reaches a certain height. You'll never know what else it produces when it goes past a certain level. You'll never see how far its roots can actually spread. So you can easily rob yourself of your blessings if you have only opened so much of your mind's door and insist that they meet your internalized expectations. And actually, it is worth looking at how much of these expectations are completely yours and how much of them are actually an idea you inherited from the world. Because maybe, just maybe, it's time to do a review independently. So the energy economy is made up of a large ecosystem, a highly functional ecosystem. Because I could be talking to you and how I am engaging with you 
filters through every single element you come with and walk with. So with just one human being, you are connecting with an entire other ecosystem and economy. So how are you trading with that person's economy? How are you using your economy to trade with this person's economy? How do you treat this person? How do you speak to this person? How do you behave around this person? How do you hold this person? What kind of space do you hold for this person? All of those things influence the return that you will get from that person's ecosystem. That person's spiritual economy. And that's the same thing that happens to them as well when it comes to you. They engage with your entire ecosystem within the energy economy. And it's something very important to note is that it's not only your guides that you get blessings from. You also get them from other people's guides. You get them where you created a favorable environment, where you used your currencies to create a favorable environment. Everything you say and do when interacting with someone or something is seen and noted by everything and everyone that they come with. You plant significant seeds with every action, with every word, every movement, every breath is a seed that you're planting everywhere and anywhere. When we approach the rivers and oceans, we come before them with utmost respect because we recognize their importance and magnitude. That respect is a currency within us that we use to draw in the favors from those waters or any kind of creation. We must watch our steps and tongues when we approach the mountains, the caves, the trees, felts. They are living entities that deliver that which is beyond worldly material. And if you've been to any of these spaces, you can actually feel the respect and humility that their magnitude demands. Just being in their presence shifts something in you, silences something in you, grounds something in you. So, how are you trading with the universe? How are you trading with the elements of its nature, with the components of its soul? How are you making use of your currencies? Where and how are you investing these currencies in the energy economy? Are you trading in a way that leads to your getting the returns that you are seeking in this life? Are you honoring yourself and thus your spiritual entities and your spiritual shareholders now let's talk about another aspect of unpopular wealth so we've been taught and socialized into the idea that money is the only way, the easy way, 
the ideal way. But that's not entirely true. Money has just earned a reputation for being the easiest, only ideal way. But even that's up for debate because again, is it really the easier and only way or is this again an opportunity to review what we have internalized? Because the lens we use to view wealth feeds into how much of it we think we have or don't have. It feeds into your seeing yourself as rich or broke. When we view things with a certain lens, we are putting ourselves into that reality. Now, please note, the idea here is to look at wealth from a multi-dimensional perspective. Because like I said at the beginning, we are multi-dimensional beings. So in bringing this to you, I'm not saying that poverty is not a reality or that money is useless. This is obviously not true. What I am saying is that there are other aspects to take into account when it comes to making money. I'm not oblivious to the financial climates and circumstances that we're in. I'm not oblivious to the inequality, stereotypes and prejudice that are linked to our capabilities of making money. I'm also not oblivious to how our upbringing also plays a huge factor. So please do not see this as a perspective that's erasing the realities that we see and experience every day. It is a perspective to widen our views so that we can see what else is at work in and around us when it comes to generating wealth. So with that said, when you look at your wealth or lack thereof, look at the reality that you have placed yourself in or have been placed in. Look at the lane you are in and review how that lane is influencing the views you have on your wealth status, on your abundance. Look at how this lane is constantly re reinforcing your concept of wealth or your concept of your wealth status because you actually have a choice to remove yourself from that reality and put yourself in a lane where you broaden your views and redefine your views on this concept of wealth and no this is not a desperate act to console yourself it's actually an opportunity to look at things independently because part of what contributes to some of our struggles with achieving anything or even recognizing our achievements is the collective experience that we have inherited. So right now, I'm saying, remove yourself from this collective web sometimes to hear and see what it is that your spirit genuinely needs and desires. Because what your spirit genuinely needs and desires is actually something that is at your disposal and embedded in you. And the currency that it requires is awakening. Awakening is the currency that is required for you to be able to acquire what your spirit genuinely needs and desires. You need to tap into it. 
tapping into it as a currency. You need to focus on it. And to do this, you navigate your energy economy. You navigate the entities in your energy economy. You make use of the spiritual entities and energies in your energy economy. You negotiate with the entities and energies in your energy economy to draw in the support you need to strengthen that awakening, to strengthen your tapping in. You pray to your God, you honor your ancestors, you connect with your ancestors, you connect with your angels, you connect with people's energies in a way that is favorable. So we draw that kind of strength and support from the energy economy to be able to use our currencies in a way that is favorable, in a way that brings a return on investment. And of course, it won't be simple. And I know that with some people, there's going to be that voice in your head that will reject this idea and it's going to fight it because you are used to a certain kind of way. You are familiar with the popular facts around wealth. So that voice is going to defend the reality that you have lived and been taught since birth. I know in bringing this to you, I'm also up against the part of you that wants to save and protect what you have been exposed to. Because there's always that part of us, isn't there? That wants to protect what we know. And it takes a while and it takes a real fight to switch to a different lens and to silence that part so that we can give rise to the will to explore other ideas. So in the beginning, it looks ridiculous. It sounds like it's easier for me to say. It sounds like I'm just privileged. That voice has a lot of reasons of why you shouldn't even bother exploring different ideas and I'll be honest it is for this reason that I considered backing out from even presenting this episode but I eventually decided that I wouldn't let the world's set narrative stop me from bringing this message and generally as people we shouldn't be passive in the world's set narrative because that's us allowing the world to have a final say on who we are and allowing it to keep us in that reality where we are always far away from wealth. A reality where we are lesser than, especially as black people. A reality where, no, you're not quite there yet. Because in the world's set narrative, sadly, we will never be enough. In the world's set narrative, we will never be enough. And most times, we don't even realize that we can explore other realities. We don't realize that we don't have to be tied to the world's word. That there are other lanes and perspectives. 
And it is in those other lanes that you can begin to know what wealth actually means for yourself. Because actually, because actually, 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 the world's definition of wealth is not the absolute truth. So you know the world's definition of being wealthy and rich and moneyed up. That's the definition you've been consuming ever since you were a kid. So now I'm asking, what is it to you? What is being wealthy to you? Because it doesn't actually have to be decided by external factors. You get to know and hold what wealth and abundance actually mean for you and chase that for yourself. And when you fully tap into this and chase it, you won't even be bothered by what category you fall into according to the world because you would have actually discovered the reality that actually speaks to you and aligns with you. You won't even be bothered that you fall into this class or that class, the poor class, the middle class. I mean, what is that even? In the vastness that is you, what does it even mean when they are saying that this is the class you fall under? Being rich and wealthy means that you have abundance. You have access to the things that speak to you and the things you need. So what is your abundance? What do you really need from the depth of your spirit? At which point do you feel like you are inside of abundance? So you might say to me that even in those spaces where you had abundance, you needed money, Mus. Again, that's fair, that's valid, because that's the reality you're in. That's the lens that you were viewing it through. One way money is the key to your abundance or the symbol of your abundance. The reality where you have to meet some of the criterias that the world has prescribed for you to believe in that abundance. Never mind reach it. For you to believe that that is actually your abundance. So how do you review what it actually means to be wealthy for yourself? You look at the kind of energy, qualities, favors, and opportunities that you actually need in your life. Because when you are using money to buy something, you are also subconsciously buying into the feeling and energy that that particular thing brings you. And this goes back to what I mentioned previously, that the physical matter is created by energy first. So how do you get to that feeling without always relying on money as the middleman? Without always relying on the world's prescriptions as the middleman? That's the thing to reflect on in your attempt to place yourself in the reality that speaks to you in the other reality, in the alternative reality. In the reality that challenges the narrative that the world kind of 
imposed on you. So when people see you in your mansion, for example, they don't see the feelings that that mansion allowed you to access. They don't see the energy that that mansion put you in. They don't see what happened inside of you when you got that mansion and all of those unseen things are the other return on that investment yes you wanted the house but you also wanted the energy that came or comes with having that house so look at the energy that you are seeking Look at the feelings that you are seeking. Broaden your mind to explore other natural ways to make those things your everyday reality without relying on what the world said you must get first before you can feel that way, before you can access that energy, before you can be that energy. The world said you must do A, B and C first before you can believe you deserve to feel wealthy, before you can even be called somebody that is wealthy. You need a certain amount of money, you need a certain status, you need to belong to a certain kind of crowd, all of these prescriptions. You can get to that feeling without them. These prescriptions are distracting you. These prescriptions are standing in your way. They are standing in the way of what's embedded in you. They are standing in the way of what is yours. They are standing in the way of what is already planted in you by virtue of your desire for it. These prescriptions tell you to reach outside, to look outside to look out there, to go out there, to climb that mountain out there. When that mountain you need to climb is inside of you, that mountain you need to climb is you. So these prescriptions, they take you away from you and they say, look on the other side and tackle those things to get your wealth. And this is why you need access to the energy economy. Because in that economy, where your other currencies are being used for you to get what's yours, all of that is happening inside of you. All of that is happening in and around you. You are at the center of this whole process. And the money that you're seeking comes in after the fact. And even when that money comes, it won't feel like the power because you will know what the real power was back there in the energy economy that brought about this money. And when you know that and you tap into that, you will not be money slave and you will not be a slave to the world's narrative.